Hello and welcome back to Melodic Bites. I'm Matthew Jeans and today we're embarking on a tasty journey to understand the origins and emotional significance of the foods that soothe our souls, also known as comfort foods. Step into the world of Melodic Bites, where every episode is a bite-sized sensory journey through the intertwined melodies of cultures and cuisines. From the secret stories behind your favorite dishes to the beats that move nations, we explore the delicious interplay between the rich traditions of food and music. Each episode is a new discovery, a story that unfolds the hidden connections between what we eat and what we listen to. Are you ready to stir the pot? Tune in, turn up the volume, and indulge in the symphony of flavors and sounds. This is Melodic Bites. So we all have those go-to meals that wrap us in warmth and nostalgia, and in this episode, we'll explore why certain dishes evoke such strong feelings of comfort and contentment. From the creamy, cheesy layers of a lasagna to the sweet, soothing aroma of freshly baked cookies, comfort foods are universal yet deeply personal. So join me as we uncover the stories behind these beloved dishes, the cultural threads that weave through them, and how they continue to evolve with our changing tastes and times. Whether you're curled up with your favorite snack or cooking a family recipe that's been passed down for generations, this episode is sure to resonate with the food lover in all of us. Let's get comfortable and dive into the world of comfort food. So first, let's unravel the term comfort food. At its core, comfort food is typically associated with foods that provide a nostalgic or sentimental value to someone. It may be something your mother made you when you were sick or a treat you've always enjoyed during celebrations. Often, these are high in sugar or carbohydrates, which scientifically can boost serotonin levels, making us feel happier and more relaxed. And in fact, the same is true of high-fat foods, say cheese, for instance. It contains casein protein, which a lot of people in the bodybuilding space are familiar with due to it being a slow-digesting protein. But anyway, this protein releases what are known as casomorphins, which is a fancy word for a plant compound that triggers dopamine production in the brain. So I'll just stop right there before I go down a rabbit hole. But it also has this positive response for increasing our happiness. Comfort food varies widely from person to person. For some, it's the rich and creamy macaroni and cheese, while others, it might be a spicy bowl of chili or a simple piece of chocolate. The common thread is that it's usually simple, hearty, and deeply satisfying. So psychologically, comfort food is intricately linked to our emotions and memories. And eating these foods can trigger feelings of happiness, security, and comfort, often harking back to happier times. It's like a culinary hug that reassures and soothes us during moments of stress, sadness, or even sheer cold weather. This emotional eating isn't just about hunger or nutrition, it's about self-soothing and emotional fulfillment. Emotionally, comfort foods are a part of our personal history. They're tied to cherished memories, people, or experiences, and can vary significantly across different cultures and individual experiences. The smell, taste, and act of preparing or eating these foods can evoke powerful emotions, transporting us back to moments of joy, comfort, or a sense of belonging. This emotional connection is what makes these dishes comforting beyond their physical warmth or nutritional value. So what about the origins or the concept of comfort food? The term comfort food may seem modern, but the concept has ancient roots. Every culture has its version of comfort food deeply entwined with nurturing and care. Historically, these foods were often prepared during times of famine, war, or hardship to provide sustenance and a psychological boost to those suffering. 
And in fact, this makes me think of after World War II, how America started producing a lot more processed foods and things like that uh, as a result of World War II, not because of the war itself, but because they were having to get food to soldiers in a much quicker manner to make sure they were reaching their caloric intake requirements. But these comfort foods are usually made from accessible ingredients and can be easily prepared to feed many. And in the 20th century, the term comfort food began to take shape in the American lexicon, particularly around the mid-1960s. It was initially associated with the southern United States cuisine, which included hearty homespun meals. However, as media and global communication expanded, the term broadened to include any food that provided comfort, not just those from a specific region or culture. And as societies evolved, so did those comfort foods. And what began as simple hearty meals to sustain and provide emotional warmth during tough times gradually morphed into foods associated with indulgence, celebration, or even a quick emotional fix. The industrialization of food production in the 20th century brought about convenience foods, which many adopted as new forms of comfort food due to their ease of preparation and nostalgic branding. Globalization has definitely played a significant role in the evolution of comfort foods. As people migrated, they took their cuisines with them, introducing their comfort foods to new regions. And over time, these dishes have been adapted and sometimes fused with local ingredients and tastes, creating new comfort food traditions that reflect a more global palate. In contemporary times, comfort foods continue to evolve with lifestyle and dietary changes. There's a growing trend towards healthier versions of traditional comfort foods, vegan and vegetarian adaptations, and a resurgence of interest in cooking these foods from scratch as people seek a more authentic and therapeutic cooking experience. So let's dive into some of the cultural significance of comfort foods from around the world. So as a concept, comfort food is globally ubiquitous, but culturally unique. Each region of the world boasts its own array of comfort foods deeply embedded in its cultural and culinary traditions. For instance, here in the U.S., dishes like Mac and cheese, fried chicken, and apple pie are often considered quintessential comfort foods. But whenever you go over to Italy, pasta dishes, particularly rich and creamy ones like lasagna or carbonara, hold a special place in the heart. Moving on to India, comfort food often sometimes comes in the form of spiced warm dishes like dal or lentil soup or biryani, which is a mixed rice dish that I talked about in one of my previous podcast episodes. And for Japan, many turn to a bowl of steaming ramen or miso soup for comfort. And then Mexico, dishes like tamales or pozole are often associated with home cooking and comfort. These are just a few examples that illustrate the diversity of comfort food, reflecting not just a country's culinary taste, but also its agricultural practices, climate, and history. And we obviously have a lot of these here in the U.S., and I often enjoy many of these other uh, comfort foods from other countries myself. So how do different cultures interpret comfort food? While the specifics of comfort food vary wildly from culture to culture, the underlying sentiment remains remarkably consistent. Comfort food is what makes you feel at home. It's what people turn to for solace, celebration, or a taste of nostalgia. Here are a few ways that different cultures interpret this concept. First being family and tradition. In many cultures, comfort food is inextricably linked with family and tradition. It's the food of childhood, 
often cooked by parents or grandparents. It's not just about the taste, but also about the memories and emotions associated with those who made it for you. I remember my grandmother would make this simple recipe with slices of bread, and she'd just put butter and cinnamon sugar on it, and she'd toast it in the oven. And that stuff was so good, and I enjoyed it, and it made the house smell so wonderful. And I will always associate that with my grandmother. And it's such a simple thing to make, but I would consider that a comfort food. The next on the list would be healing and health. So in some cultures, comfort food is also seen as healing food. These might be foods traditionally believed to have medicinal properties or simply foods that are easy on the stomach and good for recovery during illness. Community and celebration is another common one that cultures kind of associate with comfort food. And comfort food is often seen as having this communal aspect and it's food that brings people together, essentially, whether that's a big pot of stew to feed a crowd or a special dish reserved for celebrations and holidays, which I talked a lot about back in season one, which, oops, I forgot to say, welcome to season two, new year, new season. So season one primarily was just my intro episode, and then 10 unexpected dishes from around the world that you need to try, and it highlighted specifically holiday dishes. And so we did talk about community and celebration a lot in those episodes. So if you're interested in that, definitely recommend you to go listen to those episodes. They're all pretty short. And then the last one on the list is adaptation and fusion. So as people migrate and cultures blend, comfort foods adapt and sometimes merge, creating new traditions and tastes. And this fusion can lead to innovative dishes that combine elements from different culinary traditions, reflecting the multicultural identities of many modern societies. And this makes me think of a jollof rice, which I know I'm a broken record. I have an episode on it as well. Jollof rice in Nigeria, there's this kind of what they, they jokingly refer to as the jollof wars. And that's because it's like not Nigeria jollof versus Ghana jollof. And essentially it's kind of like the same dish, but they use different spices uh, to make it a unique experience to their own. And so this is just another way where one recipe was adapted for another culture. And now there's like this funny kind of war that they have with which one's the best one. So how about the role of comfort food in contemporary society? In contemporary society, comfort food continues to hold a cherished place, albeit with evolving nuances and roles. Today, comfort food often transcends the boundaries of sustenance and nostalgia to become a statement of identity and a means of social connection. So one aspect of this is stress relief and emotional well-being. So modern life with its fast pace and frequent stressors has people turning to comfort food for relief and emotional balance. It's a quick way to soothe the soul and find a moment of peace amidst the chaos. And another one is the connection to heritage. So as the world becomes more globalized, comfort food acts as a tangible link to cultural heritage and identity. And it's a way for individuals to maintain a connection with their roots and share their culture with others. And then the last one that I have on the list is gourmet and health trends. So obviously, I think this is one of the more popular things to think about. There's a growing trend of reimagining comfort food with within gourmet and health conscious circles. So chefs are trying to elevate traditional comfort dishes and fine dining contexts, while home cooks are finding ways to make their favorite comfort foods healthier or suitable for various dietary restrictions. 
And then that ties us into discussing comfort food trends and the impact of social media. So the way we interact with comfort food has significantly shifted with the advent of social media. Platforms like Instagram, Pinterest, and TikTok have become hotbeds for sharing food experiences, including comfort food adventures. And this has led to several noticeable trends, one of which being visual appeal and food styling. So the Instagram ability of food has become a factor in its popularity, and comfort foods are being styled and presented in more visually appealing ways, sometimes prioritizing aesthetics as much as taste. Then you have your viral food trends. So social media has the power to turn local or niche comfort foods into global phenomena. Dishes and ingredients can quickly gain international fame, leading to a surge in their popularity and sometimes even shortages of key ingredients. Next, there's community and sharing. So social media, of course, has also fostered a sense of community around comfort food. People share recipes, cooking tips, personal stories, and try to create a virtual space where food lovers can gather and connect over their shared love of comfort dishes, or really any food in general. Then you have innovation and fusion. So kind of similar to what I mentioned to earlier, the sharing and blending of culinary traditions on social media have led to innovative comfort food fusions that combine elements from different cultures, reflecting the multicultural and interconnected world we live in. Moving forward, I had mentioned uh, about the health trends with comfort food and trying to convert comfort dishes into healthier alternatives. There's this whole debacle with trying to balance comfort food and health. And in recent years, it's been a growing awareness of the importance of healthful eating. And this has led to an interesting challenge of how to balance the emotional and psychological benefits of comfort food with the need for a healthy diet. So, you know, not just emotional and psychological, but also physiological. And traditional comfort foods are often rich in sugars, fats, and carbs, which while soothing and, you know, send those signals to the brain that's like, hey, I'm happy, they're not always the healthiest choices when consumed frequently or in large amounts. So the key to balance lies in moderation, which we've all heard over and over again, but also not just moderation, but mindful eating and making informed choices about the ingredients and preparation methods. Moderation and mindfulness in eating. You can enjoy comfort foods in moderation and be mindful of portion sizes to help maintain a healthy balance. It's also about savoring the food, enjoying each bite, and recognizing the emotional satisfaction it provides beyond just the physical satiety. So really, when you're eating these foods, take your time to enjoy them. Try to be more mindful and take your time eating and really savoring every bit of it. And then understanding emotional eating, you got to recognize the emotional triggers that lead to seeking out comfort foods because that's essential. And when you understand those patterns, you can find healthier ways to cope with emotions or choose healthier alternatives that still provide emotional satisfaction. There are a lot of different ways to get to healthier versions of traditional comfort foods and culinary innovation and a focus on health have really led to this rise in healthier versions of traditional comfort foods. And these adaptations aim to provide the same satisfaction and emotional solace while incorporating more nutritious ingredients or cooking methods. So here are some ways that this trend manifests. One is ingredient swaps, right? That's like the first thing we think of. Simple swaps can significantly boost the nutritional profile of a dish. So for example, using whole grain instead of white flour, incorporating more vegetables or choosing leaner cuts of meat can make a traditional comfort food more health conscious. 
bake those cookies with whole grain flour instead of white flour. Incorporate vegetables really in any dish is such an easy thing to just kind of throw veggies in into the mix. Like it doesn't have to be a ton. Anything is great. And then choosing leaner cuts of meat. I, I watched a docuseries recently on salmon and like the difference in farm-raised and wild-caught salmon and how farm-raised salmon has over 20% of fat, you know, and you don't think of that. People think salmon, and you know, oh, fish, that's, that's not that bad. But it, in fact, it actually has more fat than a lot of these other meats like beef that we associate easily with fat. So you just got to be conscious of those decisions that you're making and really try to educate yourself on those. But I digress. So the next thing after ingredient swaps is alternative diets. So as dietary needs and preferences change, so do comfort foods. There are now gluten-free, vegan, and low-carb versions of many classic comfort dishes catering to a wider range of dietary restrictions and health goals. Then you have your cooking methods. So the way a dish is prepared can affect its healthiness. Baking, grilling, or steaming instead of frying or using less salt and sugar in recipes can make comfort foods healthier without sacrificing flavor. I do this all the time when I'm baking. I always use less sugar than what the recipe calls for. And it ends up turning out really great. <laughs> like I still enjoy it. It still has a sweetness to it. It might not be, you know, completely sugar, but I actually enjoy being able to taste the other components of whatever I'm making. And then the last one is portion control. So sometimes it's not about changing the recipe, but about changing the portion size. So again, that goes kind of back to the moderation piece a little bit. So smaller, more frequent servings can satisfy cravings without overindulgence. So as we've explored the world of comfort foods and how they nourish our bodies and souls, it's clear that our search for comfort isn't limited to just what we eat. Just as a warm bowl of soup or a piece of chocolate cake can lift our spirits, so too can the strum of a guitar or the melody of a favorite song. So let's turn the dial from the kitchen to the radio as we explore the comfort of music, a universal language that, much like food, transcends borders and brings us together. Music in its many forms serves as a universal source of comfort, nostalgia, and joy, paralleling the role of comfort food in our lives. Both have the power to transport us to a different time or place, evoke memories, and soothe our emotions. Whether it's a song that you heard in your childhood home or a tune that accompanied a significant life event, the emotional impact of music is profound and deeply personal. So just like we crave certain foods to satisfy emotional needs, we also turn to specific genres or pieces of music to find solace and joy. A hearty stew might warm us on a cold day, just as a smooth jazz piece can relax and unwind our minds after a long week. Both are expressions of culture and comfort, reflecting the environment and experiences of their creators and consumers. For me, it was Chopin. Um, and that was more so when I was stressed or depressed or, you know, something bad had happened. I would love to listen to Chopin's music because it just has that dark tone to it. So there is this historical perspective as well. Throughout history, music has been a source of comfort during times of hardship, celebration, and everyday life, just like food. So from ancient chants and folk songs to modern ballads and pop hits, every culture has its own comfort music. And these songs and melodies have provided strength in times of war, solace in times of grief, and joy in times of celebration, much like traditional dishes have been passed down through generations. You know, how many of you watched some type of program on New Year's Eve for the countdown, and then once the countdown hit zero, it was a new year, 
everyone's screaming and hollering and then they had this upbeat music playing you know that's just one example but that is a perfect example that happened recently of comfort music in some regard then you have the emotional resonance of music and so first with like music and mood is kind of where i'm getting at with this there are various types of music that can significantly influence our emotions and mood similar to how different foods can affect our physical and emotional state so upbeat tunes might elevate our spirits and energize us just like on new year's eve while slower softer songs can calm and soothe in times of stress for instance so music therapists even utilize these effects to help treat various psychological and physical ailments. So just as everyone has a favorite comfort food, so too does everyone have a song that holds special meaning. Perhaps it's a lullaby your mother sang to you, a hit from your teenage years, or an anthem from a key moment in your life. And one that comes to mind just now is maybe you remember your song that you danced to at your wedding, you know, the first dance, the couple's dance. So moving from the universal language of music as a source of comfort and nostalgia, let's delve into the specific ingredients that make up this soul-nourishing recipe. Sound as nourishment. I bet you have not heard something like that quite so much. But sound nourishes our emotional and psychological well-being. Certain rhythms, melodies, and harmonies resonate with us, providing comfort much like a warm, home-cooked meal. The steady beat of a drum might mimic the reassuring rhythm of a heartbeat, while a gentle melody can soothe like a warm embrace. These elements of music engage with our brain's reward centers, releasing endorphins and serotonin, much like the pleasure we derive from eating our favorite foods. And the ingredients of comfort music, much like comfort food, vary significantly across cultures, reflecting the diversity of human experience and expression. So in some cultures, comfort may come from the complex rhythms and communal experience of traditional drum circles. In others, it might be found in the delicate plucking of a string instrument or the harmonious chorus of a community sing-along. For instance, lullabies, like I mentioned earlier. Almost every culture has its own set of lullabies intended to soothe and comfort children. These gentle melodies are often among the first instances of comfort music we ever encounter and embed a deep sense of peace and security that follow us into adulthood. Another example is folk songs. So folk music often tells the stories of a people, their hardships, joys, and everyday life. These songs provide comfort by connecting individuals to their community and heritage, much like a traditional dish might. So the last example I have is spiritual chants. Many cultures use chants, hymns, or mantras in their spiritual practices, and these repetitive musical phrases can help soothe the mind, foster a sense of connection with the divine, and provide comfort during times of emotional or spiritual distress. In each of these forms, music acts as a vehicle for expressing, sharing, and alleviating the human condition's emotional weight. It provides a universal yet intimately personal recipe for comfort that transcends language and cultural barriers. Next, I'm going to go through an example with you that I actually have posted on MelodicEats.com under my mood recipes, and it's a pairing that exemplifies this beautiful interplay of comfort food and music, and it's the classic comfort dish of shepherd's pie, and I paired it with the soulful tune Homeward Bound by Simon and Garfunkel. This pairing intertwines the rich hearty flavors of the dish with the nostalgic soothing melodies of the song. And shepherd's pie is a traditional dish known for its rich, meaty base, colorful vegetables, and creamy mashed potato topping. It is delicious and very well known in the South. Each layer of the pie plays 
a crucial role in creating a harmonious blend of flavors and textures. So the meaty base, often made with lamb or beef, the meat is simmered with herbs, wine, and broth, creating a robust and hearty foundation. It sets the stage much like a melody in music, full of depth and narrative. Then you have the vegetables. So it typically has carrots and peas to add a touch of sweetness and texture, acting as the harmony to the meat's melody, offering balance and color to the dish. And then you have that rich potato topping. It is creamy, buttery mashed potatoes, and they provide a smooth, comforting finish akin to the chorus in a song that brings everything together. So Simon and Garfunkel's Homeward Bound is a folk song. It's actually folk rock. Uh, that resonates with themes of longing and comfort. And the gentle acoustic guitar and smooth melody provide a soothing backdrop, much like the comforting layer of mashed potatoes and shepherd's pie. The song's narrative centers on the longing for home, a sentiment mirrored in the homely and hearty nature of shepherd's pie. When Homeward Bound is played alongside enjoying a serving of shepherd's pie, the experience is elevated. So as the pie bakes, the anticipation builds akin to the song's story of travel and longing for return. The aroma of the pie promises a hearty, comforting meal, much like the song promises a return to the warmth of home. Serving the dish, you have that golden crust of potato topping that glistens under the light, mirroring the warmth and comfort in the song's melody and lyrics, and then tasting the layers. Each bite is a journey through textures and tastes, just as the song takes you through an emotional journey, longing for the familiar and beloved. And then I even tie in some lyrical associations. In the song, there's a line that says, like emptiness and harmony, I need someone to comfort me. And this really speaks to the universal experience of longing, which is a void that the hearty, rich flavors of shepherd's pie aim to fill. The dish, with its layers of warmth and savory goodness, acts as a response to the song's call, providing both physical nourishment and a sense of emotional well-being. In this perfect pairing, food meets melody, and each bite resonates with the comforting call of the lyrics. So if you want to check this pairing out in more detail, you can find the post again on MelodicEats.com under Mood Recipes. As of right now, it will be at the very top of the page, but if you listen to this podcast later, you can always just search Shepherd's Pie and it'll pop right up. So as we conclude our journey today through the comforting embrace of food and music, let's reflect on the emotional resonance and cultural richness of comfort foods, the evolution and healthful adaptations of our favorite dishes, and the universal solace found in the melodies and rhythms of music. From the historical roots of comfort foods to the modern twists and turns of culinary and musical trends, we've explored how these elements nurture our souls and bring us together. We've seen the power of a hearty shepherd's pie paired with the soulful strains of Homeward Bound, illustrating the profound connection between what we eat and what we listen to. Now I turn the table to you, and I want you to share your comforting culinary delights and the tunes that accompany them. Tell me about the flavors and songs that bring you joy. I'd love to share them on here and feature all of you. As always, thanks for listening. Please leave some feedback and let me know what interests you about the intersection of food and music. Until next bite, keep your beats tasty and your eats in tune. With that final note, we've reached the end of another Melodic Bites episode. Remember, the conversation continues on the blog at MelodicEats.com and across all social media platforms at Melodic Meal Maestro. Your stories, insights, and culinary curiosities are what make this journey so enriching. Don't hesitate to send your request for topics or dishes you're curious about. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a rating or review. Your feedback helps keep the table set for success. 
Thanks again for listening to Melodic Bites. 